Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Wow! Nice! Yeah! What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and t-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Blighty Day Fiance. Love is Blight. This is a very special episode coming to you this week. Unfortunately, Robin and I were unable to record a recap of 90 Day the Other Way due to work and family commitments. Life just happens sometimes especially in the shadow of Mercury retrograde. But in place of that, we have a very special treat for you today, which is a warm reflection on the disaster question mark that was Love is Blind season four. With me today is Amanda. Thank you so much for joining me, Amanda. I'm really excited to talk about this with you. It is always my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. And how are you today, my friend? I am very well. We might have uh, a few technical hiccups here and there because Robin didn't set this up for me. He is uh, out retrieving a drum kit uh, from a theater in Southeast London. I'll I'll tell, that's a story for another day. But um, yep, so good to know that men are occupied with important things uh, while we hold down the fort so- to discuss very important things, <laughs> which is love is blind. Exactly. Um, and Amanda, you're in Amsterdam this weekend, which is very exciting because we're not five hours apart. I know this is almost like we're in the same spot. Yes, yes. I know. So I apologize to anybody for any hotel room sounds, but we're going to make do. Between puppies and hotel rooms, we're going to be fine. We are. We're going to figure it out. It's weird having my feet licked, um, but, you know, this is just something that we have to become accustomed to in the course of our everyday lives. Now, um, 
I'm a little, I'm a little hurt. I'm a little saddened that you haven't immediately asked me whether I'm pregnant or not. You know, I was going to launch right into that. Um, I would like to know all of the details of your, um, the state of your uterus, when you last had your period, when you've last had sex, how close you are to having a baby. Can you have a baby? Would you please have a baby? Let's have a baby. And Vanessa needed to shut the hell up about babies. Yeah. um, It was too much. Just in case you have been living in a bunker for the past I don't know, 20 years. It's really not appropriate anymore to ask people when they're going to have children, what their plans are, particularly if you don't know those people. Um, And uh, also on a stage in front of a studio audience, that's also being broadcast. To the whole world. To the world. I mean, there's a vast difference between your best friend saying, are you thinking of having kids? And some strange woman screaming at you about when are you having a baby? I need a baby. My uterus is on fire. Why aren't there babies? Time's a ticking people. You should have a baby. It was, it was weird. And, you know, we can, we will discuss, you know, our thoughts on, on our hosts for this extravaganza, but something was up last Sunday. And I don't know if it was just all of the hullabaloo of the whatever meltdown happened at Netflix. I'm really glad I did not work for the Netflix IT department last Sunday night. Um, I'll take jobs I'm glad I don't have for a thousand, Alex. But right, <laughs> it, it's funny because my husband and I are both in IT and we're watch- we're literally watching, you know, the whole pattern or whatever the hell it was. Like, it's coming, it's coming. And we're watching 90 Day Gaze do the same thing of like we think this is coming and since we both live in this software world we're like what's happening there what's really the problem and they're like we broke the internet it's like no you did not break the internet someone screwed up yeah and whoever told you whoever told you to insult the audience's intelligence by telling them that you broke the internet also needs to be fired (laughs) agreed agreed and i don't I don't think doing something like this live actually brings anything to it. Um, well, I, it just didn't feel necessary to me. And I get why probably from a larger, a larger view, why Netflix is trying to dip their toes into this because it opens them up to other programming. But I don't know. I'd rather them have recorded eight hours of this and then we get the best 45 minutes to an hour. Versus just people like, like stammering. It was just, it wasn't great. I I hear that. Um, my, what, what I was looking forward to and what we got a little bit of uh, that I think only the live format could bring is you can't rein people in and tell them to stop talking about production. Um, so if someone's unhappy with their edit, they could say so, or if there was story editing that was misleading or as was the case, apparently, uh, in some instances entirely false. 
Right. Um, you can't, when you're doing a live show, you can't stop people from saying things like that. I mean, there's that probably is true. a contract that they signed. And so I was looking forward to that, but you really need someone who's used to hosting period or uh-huh. hosting full stop, um, as is said here in England, uh, and also hosting live, which is, which as we know, um, we were talking about this as I was sorting through my own technical difficulties that in the infamous, uh, leaked eight hour, uh, 90 day fiance reunion with, with baby girl, Lisa, that all took place over zoom you could hear a producer talking to Sean Robinson the entire time, which, which is normally the case, um, whether it's live or taped. Um, so there was almost definitely somebody screaming in, and again, this is me being kind. Uh, there was definitely somebody screaming in Vanessa Lachey's ear the entire time. And for some people that's very difficult. However, when that's your job and you're getting paid to do it, and I'm going to assume she insisted on doing it this way because she and Nick are EPs on this show. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a little confused. I'm, I'm a little confused as to why you don't at least undergo some rudimentary training in, uh, how to do what most people's brains can't do, which is take information in through, um, separate channels and then kind of, you know, condense that and sort it out and still be talking to other people the whole time. Right. And it is a skill I will fully admit I don't have. So people who have it, I have amazing respect for, but she was just struggling and she was struggling in a different way than she has in previous tell-alls. Um, like I, I think often of, or I was thinking often as I was watching this of the second tell-all, the one with Shake and DT, and she just went in hard on him. Well-deserved, well, well-deserved, but she just didn't seem to do that this time. And maybe it's because she showed up with an agenda or felt like she did that was very opposite of the agenda I would have shown up with, which is right. why <laughs> might be why I was why I was so concerned. Like the fact that she just, you know, gave like carried Jackie around on a metaphorical velvet pillow in that weird pre-taped interview when she was a monster and went after Marshall. Like, I'm not saying Marshall's the best guy in the world, and apparently he said some problematic things. That said, the context of him saying those problematic things is quite different from, and my immediate reaction to that was, oh, they somehow don't know about the text thread that we've all seen where she, where Jackie was being extremely homophobic. Right. Now, granted, uh, it was coded homophobia that maybe, again, somebody who, I don't know, has never been on social media before or just never had a conversation with someone might not understand that specific, um, uh, the, the references she used parlance or yeah, exactly. Uh, But there's no, there's absolutely no excuse. Her comments were utterly unacceptable in public, in private, in broadcast. And for Vanessa to, 
sort of uh, set that aside. Right. Without so much as a, you know, maybe that, maybe she should have chosen different words or maybe she shouldn't have expressed that to another person or this was you know something that we weren't aware like we didn't know that she was so fucking homophobic on top of everything else right 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 like yeah and it was weird because i read the leaked text messages and i mean i will fully admit i i just turned 50 last month i read those i'm pretty Pretty adept at reading things. I didn't know what the hell she was talking about half the time, but I knew enough to read and go, oh yeah, she's homophobic as shit. And clearly, I I don't want to diagnose anybody with anything because I am neither a professional nor do I know what any of these people's lives look like. We saw, as I think Chelsea said, you saw one-tenth of everything that was recorded. We don't know what really happened here. We know the story the editors wanted us to see. That said, it seemed very clear to me that Jackie was in no position to be trying to start a romantic relationship, never mind do it in such an intense, viewed way. Like, I'm pretty emotionally intelligent and mature, at least I like to think that I am. I just got married last month, so in some ways I kind of went through the process of getting married recently. I couldn't live in that pressure cooker. I wouldn't want to live in that pressure cooker, nor do I think even though some of these couples I do truly believe love each other, that's not enough time to make that decision. It just isn't. I don't care what the experiment says. It's not. I couldn't agree more. Um, And all of this, when you know, you know stuff, that, that applies to to being in love with someone like i i don't think that there's a minimum window for falling nope. in love with someone i i truly don't um but what sustains you as a couple i i firmly believe what sustains couples is their ability to problem solve together yes and the that non-romantic everyday stuff of can we actually live together and build a life together and take on all the slings and arrows that uh, that will inevitably come our way, you know, unless we're independently wealthy and live in a protective bubble? Right. You know, like yeah, that. Absolutely. Like I knew within weeks of meeting my husband that I was in love with him. And I knew within weeks I probably was going to marry him. And we got married almost two and a half years later after living together for a year and a half and like really pressure testing the theory that we believe to be true and has proven out to be true. Um, I don't think you can rush that. I think you can know you're in love with somebody very quickly. I don't think you can know you're compatible with somebody very quickly. That's right. That's right. And and even in shows like Married at First Sight where they they claim that they have done rigorous psychological testing on these people to ensure that they're going to be a great fit. I mean, you have to wonder. Um, It's just not, it's not a good model for a relationship. It's, it's a good model for trauma bonding. Sure. Um, It's a great model for a TV show. (laughs) For an entertaining TV show. But I think a lot of that is trauma bonding. You're absolutely right. Or, 
not, it doesn't even necessarily, I feel like we use the term trauma bonding all the time, but just bonding over shared experiences, whether they're traumatic or not. Some of these people had some really traumatic experiences um, that they shared about, which I refer to as emotional sluttiness. Um, right. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I w- I used to be very emotionally slutty. Um, Me too. I, yeah. Me it was too. like, oh, I'm just going to show you all of my problems right at the jump. And if you still want to stick around, then this must be love. Not doesn't quite work that way. Um, so that's what yeah. they do in these conversations. They're not, they're not living day in and day out, but here we are. I do, I do believe in the love of Tiffany and Brett. They must I be protected too. at all costs. Um, but interestingly going into the weddings, if I had been a betting person, I would have said Micah and Paul would have gotten married well ahead. I, w- I would have said Kwame would have said yes. And I, I think that's the edit. I was not expecting Kwame to say yes. Not at all. I really thought he hated her. I really did. I think he still does hate her. I <laughs> I don't buy that. In in fact, we they're they are a good couple to start with because I, okay. I think there's there's a lot of um there's a lot to dig into here. I now I hated Kwame from the beginning because I don't like peacocking. Mm, uh, okay. I don't like his laughter seemed really fake to me. He seemed too comfortable in front of the camera. And this was before I knew that he had already been cast on married at first sight and I guess dropped for, for one reason or another. Um, so I think he's someone who definitely wanted to be on TV um, I mean, all of these people are fine with being on TV, but I, I think that was his, I don't think contrary to popular belief, I don't think that's everyone's primary motivator for doing something like this. I Agreed. think it takes a lot of persuasion for some people because first of all, and, um, this is coming from having, you know, gone to film school, worked on a couple of different things and being married to a former TV TV producer shows like this, the casting process is, is long and, or it should be. And if it isn't long, you're not given the impression when you first go into it, that they're going to pick you. Like they're not telling you every step of the way. Oh yeah. We really love you. You're going to, well, well, sometimes they do that. (laughs) I I shouldn't say they never do that. It depends on the show, but in a show like this, it, it, there would have been points where they had the opportunity to say, are you sure you want to do this? Because this is all the stuff that comes with it. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of people, they probably would have had to be persuaded more, some people more heavily than others. Like, I guarantee you, Josh walked in and didn't need any such persuasion. Kwame probably didn't either, although I changed my mind about that when the stuff was happening about his mom not approving. But I don't think, I don't think there's any, like, Chelsea can talk all day long and all night strong about how we only see one tenth of it and how, you know, the edit or the narrative is, is this or that. But I feel like 
as somebody who now admittedly I'm autistic, so I'm not the best uh, reader of human behavior, but it's also, uh, you know, it, it, it's also something that I look at a lot more carefully than other people because I've since becoming aware that I am autistic. And I don't think the things that I saw and the behaviors that I saw in Kwame, I just didn't, I didn't even see any chemistry between them, honestly. Occasionally I did. Like, I feel like at first at the reveal, there was chemistry. Um, And I don't know if that's just the rush of the moment or if it's true chemistry. Um, so I can't imagine, actually, I can sort of imagine that moment. I have met people online. Maybe I knew what they looked like, but I'd never interacted with them in person and developed strong feelings for them and then met them in person. And you get really kind of sucked up into that because that's exciting and it's, it's different. And they're on this TV show. There were times where I thought they were into it, but he just, he never seemed all that interesting to me. I really liked her at the beginning, and by the end, I was like, girl, I need you to take it down 20 notches. You are trying way too hard. Same. I went through that same journey with her. I I really enjoyed her in the beginning, and I thought her confidence was real, and I thought okay. her... Uh, I really admired Netflix for casting a woman who wasn't an emotional succubus um, or, or just a giant gaping wound of self-loathing that can never, ever heal. Right. Which is normally the, the types that they go for. And I, and I get sick of that because there are plenty of single women who want a partner who are, comfortable in themselves and their their weakness isn't that they don't i i feel like so many times these contestants on these contestants well whatever you want to call them i think they're right. probably contestants on these show, these candidates right on these, these shows these folks whatever we yes. want to call them it it's always it's always the romantic comedy angle of uh you can't have a an intelligent woman who is successful in any area of her life without her being a total mess emotionally right and, and without her needing to be taught how to be vulnerable and taught how to trust and things like that and i was i was disappointed to learn that um that chelsea is and i don't I don't know if it's because planning a wedding can sometimes do that to people. Planning a wedding can sometimes unlock uh, a, a side of a woman that maybe hasn't, a beast that hasn't been awoken that, that before uh, because of the way that we're conditioned. We are. I mean, you know, as a little girl, I'm sure you were asked just as I was, like, what do you want to marry? What do you want your dream wedding to look like? What do you want a wedding dress to look like? We've watched all these TV shows that it, it's, it just gets kind of ingrained in women's DNA, I think. And I don't want to say it doesn't get ingrained in men's DNA, but I just think it's a different experience, um, particularly growing up in the U.S., because that is our shared experience of what right. that world looks like. I think 
that it's interesting. I was I was listening to a podcast that Natalie and Deep Tea have been doing. I don't know if you've listened to that at all. Um, it's interesting because they do share some behind the scenes of their experience from season two. And one of the things they talked about was just how insane the wedding planning is because mm-hmm. you're planning this thing that most people take a year to do in a week. And yes, Netflix gets you the venue, which for many people is the most difficult decision. They get you right. the venue, they get you the date, but you're responsible for pretty much everything else. Telling your whole family, which a lot of it is by the by the way, or all your friends, by the way, I went on this show and um, I'm marrying somebody that I met four weeks ago. And um, do you want to come to our wedding? And um, by the way, you're going to be filmed. And um, would you like to be my bridesmaid? And can you fit into this dress? Because it's the only one I can get this week. Like, that would be a lot and overwhelming, plus trying to get to know somebody. Not all of these families are all on board with it, though it seemed Chelsea's family was totally on board with it. Um, right. I would like I would like to move into her mother's side of the family because I'd like to live in wherever that house was because that was amazing. Yeah. Um, good Lord. I, I'm a diehard Seattle fan, so all of the Seattle sites were just sending me into my very, very happy Seattle place. Um, but God, that house was beautiful. But just... By the end, I felt like it felt to me like she wasn't secure with him. So she was going to make them look like the happiest damn couple that ever coupled in the history of coupling. And we're going to do our weird Calvin Klein photo shoot. And I'm going to be interviewed in my underwear. And my husband and I actually did a boudoir photo shoot two years ago for my 48th birthday. What they did is it ain't it. That's that's not what that is. That's not what that is. I hope they had fun doing it. It seemed as they speak about it, they did. But it was, it just felt awkward and it felt forced. I feel like she was trying to force a lot of, I felt like she was trying to force them into being a couple of 10 years in a week. That is such a good, that is such an accurate observation. And and that's what it is to, when I say there wasn't, when I think about the chemistry between them, I th- I think about that, first of all, a boudoir engagement shoot is very strange to me. Yes, um, agreed. I mean, I, and I'm not a prude, but I'm also somebody who thinks like, I just get, I get really embarrassed for people. Like, on Love After Lockup this week, um, Eris was wearing, who is, I guess, like, four months pregnant at that point. Okay. She's she's wearing this, like, play suit. And I'm not, and look, she looked cute. I'm not shaming her or anything, but it was, you know, boobs were out, um, Shorts were extremely short, like underwear height. Okay. And again, she looked cute. I'm not saying she didn't. I I could never wear something like that in front of my father and feel no. comfortable. No. I just, no. and I don't understand. I don't get that. Like I would, and not, not that there was anything, you know, sus about my dad or anything, or I wouldn't, I, I guess because my mom's another woman, I might not feel as uncomfortable, but just in front of family in general, I wouldn't, 
feel comfortable in my underwear. Same. <laughs> oh, I would, I would sooner, I don't know. I would sooner shrink into the size of a cockroach and run away than right? be in my underwear in front of my father. I, I get uncomfortable being in a bathing suit at my dad's pool in front of him. Like, it, there's just something about it. And she's flouncing around. But I mean, hey, I wouldn't mind having her level of body confidence. I would take that. Um, which I, I mean, don't have. I used to, I, I, I have to, to my great shame, um, I'm, and I, I am sorry for listeners who, uh, for whom this kind of discussion is really uncomfortable. And if you want to skip ahead, if you've got, you know, body image issues or you don't want to talk about, hear somebody talk about someone else's body, I completely get that. Just skip forward a minute or two. But I I used to have a body like hers. I used to go to Reformer Pilates every day. And I there's something about being very thin and muscular and it is the thinness for me. Yeah. And and yeah. I don't know that I can ever kind of talk myself out of that and I'm not proud of that and I I greatly and deeply admire uh all women who can feel comfortable in their bodies without being super skinny or without feeling tied to a certain size but that is that is very much my problem and what you know what I grew up with and what I still struggle with and so part of another big part of the discomfort around that for me was you know it is perpetuating this like well that's not fair she can <laughs> wear this or that but I never could and right. it's not because she's younger. It's not just because she's younger than me and it, it and it's more acceptable for her to do something like that. It's because I don't have a body like that anymore. Right. Right. It, the body stuff is just, it's so weird. And and they, one of my beefs about this show, and I really enjoy this show, and this might be my favorite season, and that could be because it was the most messy. Oh, mine I'll, too, for I'll sure, for sure. But this whole theory that love is blind but you're casting entirely, very conventionally attractive people. Someone who looks like me, I'm a plus-size woman, is not showing up on Love is Blind. And don't tell me who was it, Danielle, who was Alexa. supposed to, Well, Alexa. Okay. I would, I've never, I've never been as little as Alexa as an adult. Just, I haven't. And so the fact that it was this big deal that, oh, look at Brennan loving the fat girl. It's like, first of all, she's not Second of all, she's stunning. She annoys the shit out of me. Those are two very different things. And I know. I, I'm so sick of them. <laughs> I'm so sick of the two of them. And I liked them at first, but then they got really old. But I, I get why. I mean, they they cast very con- conventionally attractive people. If they were to put non-conventionally attractive people and they form these tight bonds and then they meet and everyone goes, ew. That doesn't work either. So they kind of have to set it up that way. But it sucks because love isn't blind. No, and it's... And the conceit of of that, you know, is... 
is quite painful because in reality, and and I've seen shows, there's, I don't know if they have an American version of it, but it was, it's a, it's a show here that I will never watch that I absolutely refuse to watch this or anything like it, where they basically take guys who are not conventionally attractive and on top of that are socially awkward and oh, they God. pair them with really hot women in order to teach them how to oh. be in it's called like beauty and the geek or something like that it, oh, it's no. just it is every ugly cultural stereotype rolled into one and it's it's it just the idea of it disgusts me I'm that so much more grossed out by something like that than I am, like, than even MILF Manor. Right. And MILF Manor um, was pretty disturbing. Um, but I think that's the beginning of the fall of um, the American society is the fact that we right. got through I, MILF Manor. I don't know if you've ever seen, and probably most, or most of your U.S. listeners will not be familiar with this, but have you ever seen the show that's in the U.K., Naked Attraction? I uh, is is that where you don't see the face but you see the body? You or eventually like you see just the face, see the penis. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's like, you know, there's six people and they apparently interview the people based on what it is they like. And the nice thing I liked about it is there were all sorts of people, fat, thin, tall, short, any color that you can imagine, tons of tattoos, piercings, no tattoos. I, I, Basically, someone would come in and they'd ask me, like, what's your type? I'd tell them my type. They'd get me six people who seem to fall into that category. If I tell them my type is, you know, six foot blonde, they're not going to show me a five foot brunette, as an example. Sure. Cool. And what they do is they contest it, like, seize them. They do it in six stages. So this wall comes up and then you see them from, like, the waist down. But they're all naked. And then they go to, like, (laughs) chest down. So now if it's a wall, well doesn't matter you're seeing someone's breast whether they're a man or woman and then you see their face and then they have to do something and then they have to say something and each time you're eliminating people and that's kind of more interesting though it gets old after a while because you're like oh god but fun fact a guy that was on naked attraction he was one of the the contest not one of the people in the box but one of the people looking for love he was on that episode of the naked trivia that richard did on 90 Day UK. Oh, how funny. My husband and I were watching, and I was like, oh, wait, that's the old guy with, with the Prince Albert and the 17 years. Oh, my God, that's that guy. Um, He's like 70 years old with the Prince Albert and all this stuff. And it's like, oh, wow, okay. You do you, man. Um, but anyway, back to back to love is blind. But it's a similar thought of like, when, how do you find love? What does it look like? They set up love is blind to be very conventionally attractive people. To help with that process. And, sure. so, and some of those people are stunning. Some of the people, I mean, to me, are stunning. Like, I know I texted you and I was like, we need to talk about how hot Brett is because that right? man is just <laughs> so beautiful. And Tiffany is so beautiful. And I think their story was the best, A, because they just clicked, but they were actual grown-ups. I think that's the other yes. problem. Mm-hmm. We need to stop... Putting 26-year-olds on this show. Yes, and that is why I... It's not the only reason why I stopped watching The Bachelor. I I haven't watched The Bachelor in years, but I I started... 
I also didn't start from the beginning. I, I started with Juan Pablo's season, which sort of like okay. ruined everybody else for me because that season was so incredible because they just absolutely could not control him. Okay. Um, I just, but I, I, I think I want to believe that we have moved past as a society kind of, uh, you know, marrying off very, very young women who have no idea who they are to some, some white guy, oatmeal, you know, dummy who right. is supposed to be the embodiment of our fantasies somehow. I just, I, yeah. So increasingly I, I'm more and more put off by stuff like that, but there needs to be an age limit. I wish they would just cast people in their thirties Agreed. because you don't, you have, you don't need to be doing this if you're under 30. If you, no. if you really have, if you really have your shit together and you're really a grown up, fine, but we don't need the Micahs of this world on a show like this. We don't need no. the Pauls of this world on a show like this. No, you know? I mean, good. No, no, you go. Did I lose you? No, I, I said, oh. go ahead. Oh, I, I said, go ahead too. Okay. Sorry. Robin, <laughs> you'll have to edit this part. Um, I think that if you look at like Brett and Tiffany, I think they legit went into this going, you know what? I'm in my thirties. I've really focused on my career. I'm ready to find a person. I'm going to try this really weird way to do it. Cause like Tinder ain't doing it. And if it works right. great. And if it doesn't, I had a really weird experience. They happened to find love. I think Irina went on it to promote her event planning business, which I don't think is going to go the way that she had hoped it would go. No, no, I don't. I don't think so. Although what I will say, I'm not saying this in her defense because I couldn't stand her from the very beginning. I did enjoy uh, the mean girl aspect of this just because I always think a relationship between two women who are in competition with each other is far more interesting than the relationship between a man and a woman who are, you know, testing out their compatibility or quote unquote falling in love or falling in love for real. I, I, I always think, um, competitive relationships are more important. And I guess, you know, that's my reptile brain. Um, (laughs) and, and just inevitably hoping that, that, uh, I think us women are conditioned it, to compete with each other. And so we're oh, used totally, to that. Totally. And yeah. we're competing for a man's attention, which, you know, it, we could go on for hours about the screwed upness of that. Sure. I struggled sure. with Irina. I mean, Irina was an asshole. Let's just say it flat out. This woman is mean and she's unkind, and kindness is my top value. And she is just an unkind person. I really struggled watching her because I was a very bullied kid. And so I was like, I know that mean girl because I was the victim of that Mm -hmm. mean girl. But then I also like the bond that like, it seemed like Chelsea and Bliss had where they're like, this doesn't work. 
let's go freeze our eggs, wait a little bit. We'll get duplexes next to each other and have a baby. And I'm like, yes, women, that's what we should be doing for each other. I I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. Versus and laughing I, and at I someone's think pain. That, <laughs> I think that speaks to... Um, I think that speaks to a lot of things. I mean, the the best reality shows hold up a mirror to us, okay. right, and our values. And on the one hand, it makes me extremely sad that women of that Gen Z women are still uh, still feel the need to tear each other down all the time, still feel the need to be so hyper-focused on appearance and um, competing over resources that they perceive to be scant, like attention and, you know, men if they're straight. Um, On the other hand, I'm so glad to be out of that stage in my life, and it does give me some morbid satisfaction watching other women go through that. And then, then at the end of it, I'm, I'm just like, why the fuck aren't you out there, you know, fighting for abortion this problem? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's, stop it. This is silly. It. Yeah. Um, it is. It's, I also, and, yeah. I, I will, as someone who has, suffered from panic attacks since the age of 12, like real panic attacks for people to use that as an excuse and then say that they're not using it as an excuse makes me want to destroy something beautiful. I hate it when people do this. She didn't put, if she was having a panic attack, she wouldn't have, and look, I understand people deal with things however they want to deal with them. My panic attacks are debilitating, yeah. and I have to go like lie down somewhere dark until the noise stops. And it's, I, I'm not buying it, Arena. I'm sorry. You no. know, I, I no, I'm not bullshit. even sorry. That's stupid. And it's stupid. I hate everyone hiding behind like, oh, mental illness or, anxiety or whatever and it's like you should have known what you were in for you are making a choice yeah you put you yourself are, you here are, yeah you put yourself here you put yourself at the mercy of the producers and the editors of this show and there is no possible way that you can sell me on the fact that you know, you felt you had to go to Mexico with this person who made you feel that uncomfortable. Now, I do, I will say, I think it's important to normalize getting the ick immediately with someone who Agreed. you might have clicked with. Over, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many times that happened to me when I was online dating, where I would meet yep. someone in person and I would be like, oh my nope. God, this is not happening. And you're sat there and, you know, in the, in the perfect world. And sometimes I was the person who didn't, sometimes the other person, I keep saying person, it was always a man. Sometimes the right. other, sometimes the you, guy. You gave the, the ick. You weren't the, right. you weren't the receiver of the ick. You gave someone the ick. And it just yes. happens. And once it happens, you can't undo that. It just, it just is. No, like I will, my, my favorite example of this is I, 
I dated a guy who was absolutely gorgeous. Um, he, in the time that we were together, <laughs> he looked like Paul Rudd and Jude Law's, uh, like half brother. I I would date that man just based on that description alone. He sounds beautiful. Yep. He was gorgeous. He was funny. He was an incredible artist. We had great conversations. He could, he was a musician. He sang, he played, he wrote songs. He was like actually making money off of his art, which is kind of crazy. (laughs) <laughs> in this, yeah, in this that's day. a rarity. Yeah. You have to be immensely talented. And one day, um, he came into the room and he was uh what one might describe as porky pig in it. He was okay. wearing nothing but a t-shirt. Yeah. Um <laughs> and I don't even remember. Anything he said after that point. Oh, wow. I knew that we were done because I could not get over the sight of him. Oh, no. Now I remember what it was because this was definitely... <laughs> Sorry. It's 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 all coming back to me now. I've tried to suppress the memory and it's all coming back. He, he walked into the room like that and said, I need to wash my butthole. Oh dear. And it was and look, buttholes are fine. We they all need to have be them. It's all they, good. I don't need to hear need about to it though. Washed. I don't need to be told about it while you're standing in front of me in nout but a shirt that doesn't go past Over your, butt. your belly button. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that might that And might I'll, push and me I'll over just the edge. simply say, I will just simply say that this guy was a grower, not a shower as well. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I, I can't do that. I can't do Porky Pig in it. I can't, I can't do it. And, and that was it. I had, that relationship had to end. Um, and what, and he asked me why. And I oh, told him. No. How did you answer? Oh no. Which I definitely shouldn't have done. And he was and he got very angry at me and told me that I sexually humiliated him, oh, which no. I didn't, I didn't think I had done, but it's not for me to decide how he feels right. in that moment. Uh, I have a history of being probably too blunt, uh, but that's an example of, you know, this, this guy had everything in the world to offer me. Uh, looking back on it, was he probably a little bit of a narcissist? Yeah. Is it good that we're not together anymore? Absolutely. And maybe right. that was my survival instinct, putting a dangerous person out of <laughs> out of my reach. For but, sure. But it just it just happens that way, you know. And I think I would have loved to see a different couple, as long as it wasn't Tiffany and Brett have this kind of thing where, you know, you just, you realize mutually that actually that, that attraction isn't there and that that's okay. For sure. And, and don't wind up doing it in such a mean way. Cause then, I mean, once Zach and Irina decided they weren't going to be together, they just were like, and I don't like this about you. And I don't like this about you. I don't like this about you. It's like, you could just be like, you know what? 
There's no there there. This has been nice. There's no there there. It's good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I actually got a message from from Richard from 90 Day UK about okay. Irina and he nailed it so hard. He was <laughs> he said to me, Irina is every girl that goes home with the DJ. And, yes. And the and as Jake Anthony would say, that is a read and it is fair. It's and fair. Yes. No one has nailed it so hard in in their description of Irina. She is the girl that goes home with the DJ. The DJ. So let's let me ask you this. Why do you think Zach chose Irina over Bliss? I have a very strong theory about this, but I'm curious on your take before I share mine. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's pretty simple, actually. I I think that and and honestly, this was a revelation to me because I didn't know that white cis het men could have this uh problem. I think he didn't believe he was worthy of her yeah that's my theory too i think he heard about this woman who had it all together who seemed very kind i like bliss um i do too i i i and by the end i just really liked her and i loved her mom and her dad can go pound sand um oh i hated him oh my god right before the ceremony i was like shut up she's doing this right now shut up and i loved when who gives this woman away i do and her mother's like we do I'm like, oh, I can see now, right now, why you two got divorced. But um, I think he has so much shame about where he's where he came from. Yeah, and he shouldn't. He has no reason to have shame about it. His mother did what she needed to do to care for her family, and there's nothing wrong with that. And there's nothing wrong with sex work. Period. Like I, I this afternoon, I'm going to be wandering around the red light district in Amsterdam. I have no problem with sex work as long as everybody involved is happy to be there. Rock on. Go for it. Um, I don't know I mean, how much of that you're going to find in the red light district. I don't know either, <laughs> but it'll be interesting to walk around. But I, I, it'll be interesting to walk around. Uh, if you if you go to a sex show, they might be a little tired. It maybe. is a Sunday. <laughs> it's, a sun, it's been a long week. Last day, I'm sure, was a late night. But but I like I have no problem with sex work. When we met the rest of Zach's family, they seemed very loving and very warm. And his sister was wonderful. Was it his? aunt or his grandmother who was there i mean like he has people yeah he has nothing to be ashamed of and he has clearly worked his ass off 
to be successful in life. And good on you. And the fact that he picked the mean girl just because she also seemed a little messier makes me sad for him. And I hope this experience has helped him realize he can he can have the life he wants. He doesn't have to settle because of some perceived I know. It's so, I status. I, I do just, worry for them though, because I, I think that um I think that when you start, I I mean, I am a, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Uh, This is advice from the podcaster, author, influencer, uh, Candace Braithwaite here in the UK. You should only be in a relationship with a man who loves you a little more than you love him. Well, I, I believe that 100%. I stand by that, but I worry that that gap is too big for, uh, Zach and bliss. And I worry that he's gonna end up sabotaging it because he hasn't resolved. He hasn't healed that wound by marrying her. You know, no, and I and hope I he think, gets therapy because he seems like a great guy and he deserves to be happy. I hope all of these people get therapy. I also <laughs> hope he gets a haircut. That big mountain beard um, needs to go he, away. It's not doing him any favors, but not my taste. Yeah, it, he did look like no, not for me either. But he, I mean, he did. A lot of people said he looked like Ben Affleck. I I don't disagree with see that. some of that. I there. think. Um, yeah, there's he he's not what I would go for. What I will say for Zach that I appreciate so much is that he, I don't think he ever misrepresented no. himself. And I think that that trifecta of who he actually is, who he thinks he is and who he presents to the world it- all align. And that is so you find that so rarely on Agreed. shows like this. You know, everybody, almost every reality contestant on a dating show is pretending to be somebody else um, or they're they're being the heightened version of themselves. I mean, we all do that to an extent when we're dating, right? But this is kind of in the extreme. Um, and I, I guess I'm thinking of people like... Uh, Fuck face who was engaged to uh, Shake Deep Tea. Shake. What was his fucking name? God, that man yeah. sucked. Yeah. So hard. Ugh. Uh yeah, he sucked. I think, and and this might be controversial to say, but I think Cole from last season was somebody who was completely himself. I don't think he was putting on any acts. Um, and I I was very disappointed with how, I mean, you know, we don't we don't need to dig up all of that. Um and I think Brett and Tiffany were were their I agree. genuine selves. I think selves. the couples that wind up being them genuine um, their genuine selves are the ones that work. I going back to the first season, you know, the the all hailed couple of Love is Blind, Cameron and Lauren, they were themselves. And yes. Uh, yes. It, it's hard to be that fully integrated version of yourself and particularly put that on television. 
But when you do it, if you can find someone else who can also do it, it's going to get you real far down, down the field. It really is. Um, and that is my, again, my worry for yes. Kwame and Chelsea is that I don't think they've ever, I don't think either ha- have been their authentic selves in front of each other. And and they might be, and we might not have seen that, and that's okay. If we didn't see that, that's that's fine. You know, that's that that's their business. Um, let's talk about Paul okay. and Micah because I think Micah was Micah is someone who was genuinely surprised that she didn't come off smelling I like am, roses. Uh, so Micah is fascinating to me. Micah becomes whoever she is spending time with. She's a different person mm-hmm. with her mother, who I believe, much like our friends Jake and Matt, think might have been called from Central Casting, because um, those two just did not go together. Well, you know my, you you know that I strongly believe that Shelby is. Oh, Micah's yeah, mother. I can see that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Her birth mother. I mean, Birther I think she, and then gave her to she, Patricia. She gave birth to her. Yes, exactly. But in a dumpster, fully okay. formed. I'll, I'll buy that. Yeah. So, like, I mean, Micah with her mom <laughs> was very sweet. And you could tell, like, it sounds like her mother had had health issues. They weren't sure she'd ever be there. Like, that seemed very genuine. Put her with Paul. She seemed to be a different person. Put her with mean girls like Shelby and Irina. She turns into a raving lunatic. Don't. She's not a fun drunk. Mm-mm. No, 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 not at all. And and let me tell you, uh, that is not something that people like that grow out of. And uh, she should maybe reconsider her Agreed. relationship with alcohol. Um, that was not cute. Uh, or, you know, just reevaluate it because that was... She was in shambles. And I, look, I, first of all, let's be, let's be very clear. Paul was a class act at the reunion. I'm not a fan of what he was wearing, but we all know anyone with, uh, emotional intelligence. And if you didn't figure this out immediately, that's okay. I'm, t- I'm telling you what to think because my opinion is correct. And I think Amanda's probably going to agree with me because her opinions are correct. Usually. And we usually agree on these things. Um, <laughs> and we usually agree on things. He, Paul was trying to cover <laughs> for Micah. Paul was trying to not say what was obvious to all of us. Paul could not say on television, um, I I don't need to raise yeah. a girlfriend. Okay. I want to be raised by right. my he was girlfriend. Looking for another mom, <laughs> like I want to be time. babied. And yeah, she was absolutely. not it. And absolutely he was the best part about him at that reunion is how he treated Micah. Um, I thought he was kind. I thought he was fair. I, totally, I thought he was contrite yeah. at the places he needed to be. He seemed genuinely remorseful that he hurt her. 
Um, I think he made the right choice. I think they both know he made the right choice. I also think that if he had said yes, she might have said no. I don't believe her 100% that she was going to say yes. I think she just said that because she didn't, she wanted to look like the victim. And Tig, oh, Tig, Tig, Tig is very, she, she finds this, you I know, understand. she's very sensitive about this. I, she totally thanks, agrees girl. with you. Have she my back. To... But, um, <laughs> Someone needs to style him because that outfit that he wore at the tell-all, everyone else looked like they were at their prom. And I'm not saying I loved all the women's dresses because I didn't. Someone needs a different stylist. Though I might have liked some of the dresses. Like, I thought Arena looked beautiful. I love that dress. Not for a reality show tell-all, girl. That's your, I'm going to a very expensive gala dress. Well, I thought her makeup looked incredible. I thought she looked like I've had uh, way back when, when I was like acting in things, I, I told a makeup artist, like I want okay. Kardashian eyes and that's what, that's what she was giving. And I love that look. I don't care how dated it is. I think if you, particularly if you have brown eyes, it, I love that s- super ultra smoky look. Um, I think she was in black because she was dressed for her own funeral, and rightly so because they her. absolutely buried they destroyed that bitch. her. Yeah. And I'm not saying it wasn't earned, and in the best way. Yeah, in the best way because they did it in the in the. Uh, they did it in the like I can't imagine what suffering you must have gone through in order to right. treat someone else that way. How terrible must your life have been growing kind up, of, like for you to be like this is yes. this is bad? Which yep. is probably a thing I would say to my like middle school bully. I'd say, Andy, I'm I'm sorry that things were so terrible for you. That the only way you could feel better was to be horrible to me. Um, and I kind of want to say that to Irina, but oh man, she she just got under my skin. But I thought she looked good. Paul's broken heart shirt and the flood pants and the hair out of control. Right? Like, honey. Because he didn't look that weird through the rest of the show. He seemed to dress appropriately in every other scene. He looked very Seattle. Which yeah. Cool. You, know, you live in Seattle. I... You look like where you come from. Awesome. That wasn't even a Seattle look. I also think... I I think Paul looks like if you put him in the right outfit, he would not be out of place in uh like yes, an Irish drama set during the potato famine. He looks so yeah. fucking Irish to me, like ethnically Irish. Um I think he looks I I think he's oh, I very attractive, attractive. and uh not a, not so yeah. much as a person, um, but I think in ten years he might be a pretty cool guy. I mean, or even in five years, there's just there's a threshold he hasn't really crossed yet, and and I think because of it's not just because he's a scientist, it's not just because he has this maybe overdeveloped analytical side. I I think this happens in men a lot and and in some women you know you're rewarded for being heavily analytical and in his case mm-hmm. it's his entire job right you know 
looking at. So uh, using that approach to relationships doesn't work. And maybe this is the first time he's learning that. And I, I think on principle, for him to be with somebody who was more in her emotions or more grounded in their emotions, if that was a mature person, would be really helpful and really healthy for him. Um, like, I almost think it's, a, I think it's a shame he wasn't, and people might scream at me for this and fine, go ahead. I, I would have liked to see him with someone like Chelsea, who is very vulnerable and very emotional, but not in a, not Chelsea when he, when she gets to kind of right. bunny boiler but, level. Yeah, like the Chelsea that we met but, in the beginning, um, I think would have been yes, exactly. level. Yeah. Um, I use that <laughs> reference a lot and it's amazing to me, the people who do and don't get it. Um, yeah. At first, I think they, they probably, someone who was more emotionally intelligent, more secure within themselves, Micah is incredibly insecure. She puts on a good show, but no one who morphs themselves into everybody they're with is secure in who they are. Um, no, and and I can speak to that because I used to do that all the and time. She was a she was a masterful code shifter, um, which might be the best thing I can say about her. And that's that in some ways is a good skill to have, but not when it's your entire personality. No, and I. Right, because she doesn't, she doesn't, no, because she's not curious about herself. She's not curious about the world. I don't, look, I'm not saying you have to, you have to go on some like Cheryl (laughs) Strayed style solo backpacking trip in order to find yourself. I'm not saying you have to eat, pray, love. I'm not saying, you you know, you don't, you can find yourself without even leaving your hometown. You can find yourself living in your parents' basement, but she hasn't, she's not interested in herself. She just wants to yep. find someone to love her and, and that will fill in those gaps. And, and that is very common. I will never forgive her for the way that she allowed her friends to oh, dogpile on Paul for absolutely no, no anybody fucking reason. Spoke, if anybody spoke to anybody I was around, that way that I cared about, even if I didn't care about them, I'd be like, yo, no, we're done. Stop. But if someone spoke to my fiance, boyfriend, husband, friend that way, no. She just she she doesn't attract good people in her life. And Paul might be the best person that she'd ever had in her life. And he's not ready. He's not a bad guy. He's not ready. No, he is um no. Uh-uh. He's not a wife guy. You know, yet and i'm i like i'm really i think he's a a code shifter too but in a very different way like meeting his mom yeah totally i did not expect me. that like i wouldn't have expected that at all so he's clearly somebody who you know went to, and this is extremely common i i mean i'm sure it happens in america as well, but I didn't spend the bulk of my 20s in America. I spent the bulk of my 20s here. It, it's very common for somebody to, for example, have a yep. regional accent 
uh, where they're from, and then they come to yep. London and they just drop. Oh, it, it absolutely happens here. And then when in, they get back with their people, the, yeah, and they break back into it. Yeah, absolutely. then it comes back. Um, you know, I I revert to my Maryland. Accent. I'm so sorry about <laughs> that. I mean, that's lovely. As a Philadelphian, <laughs> I can I can make fun of that a little bit. Um, but yeah. Absolutely. It's an accent. And, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I don't think I have an accent, but I know I do. And we all do. But, yeah, he became a very different person around her. Um, and, yes, I don't know. I wish him well. I think I think at some point he'll be okay. I think he'll he'll grow up. He'll find his person. I think he's going to be fine. He'll figure it out. I, I don't I don't have the same disdain for him that a lot of people do. I I I think yeah. he's fine, you know. Uh, um you know, in whether it's fiction or or otherwise there are these there are these archetypes of people of color that we see on TV and I'm just happy that those are being challenged and expanded and being shown more a reflection of reality, which is okay. not everybody fits into these neat little pigeonholes. Agreed, so Jackie, what, what was the one thing though, before you jump into Jackie, interestingly though, almost all of Brett and Tiffany's friends were like, it is so great to see a black power couple. Yeah. So even their friends were like, this feels, this feels different enough that it's worth remarking on. Yes which I thought was really interesting. But yeah, let's go back to Marshall and Josh and Jackie, who I know a lot of people liked her from the jump. I did not. There was something about her to me that just set off my alarm bells of like, this woman is not, this woman is struggling with something. There was just something in me that was like, and, and that's not enough to make me not like somebody, but I was like, I don't trust her. I think that's what it is. There was something about her behavior that made me not trust her. See, I had the opposite uh, experience in the beginning. I I loved her in the beginning. I thought that she was somebody who, again, was was showing her unvarnished self. And she was, but that mm-hmm. that's, that self is... Uh, broken in a way that's not fun to watch. No, it was painful um, to watch her when she had whatever that panic attack was about in Mexico. My heart broke for her, and my heart broke for Marshall because I was like, "Oh, honey, this is this is too big for you," and not having anything to do with him. I was like, "No, this woman no, has a I, level of pain that's too big for you right now." I don't know. I don't know if this is true because I saw it on TikTok this morning. <laughs> Okay. But apparently, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly, a uh, production called her on that day and told her that her father had cancer. I um, read that she knew that ahead of time. Okay. Okay. That he had been recently diagnosed. My, it, from what it sounds like, the things I've read quickly from, you know, unimpeachable sources like Screen Rant and the like. Um, sure. <laughs> you know, so take that with the pound of salt required, but that she, that in the process of all the casting, her father had gotten ill and she didn't go into this knowing that that was going to be the case, but she was going to get through it. 
despite that. And honestly, I mean, I think it, and you can speak to this way better than I can. Like, um, you can think you could walk through this whole thing it, while that's going on, but I don't think you can. No. Um, yeah. Speaking as someone who is very freshly bereaved, um, I mean, my, my dad, uh, my dad had cancer and I, and the time frame and the sort of stage in my life between his diagnosis and his passing was so indescribably uh, surreal isn't even the right word, but that's, Again. That's sort of the that sort of touches the beginning, the yeah. beginnings of what that experience is like. Um, so I feel I feel terrible. What I what I understood from this TikTok was that Marsh Marshall didn't know, Bang. hadn't been told, was was not informed at any point about this by by her or production or anything else. Like he did find out eventually, but um I and that's a lot. I, yeah. It is it's it's a lot and and my heart goes out to her for that. Uh I however despite my grief have managed to not be a terrible person. Right. Um you know, I don't I don't toot my own horn very often, but I I will say that I am going through what has absolutely been without question the lowest period of my entire life and i have managed to not be a garbage person no no I, you have not and you and i've had some intimate conversations about that you have not been That's a garbage right. person you, thank you i appreciate that yeah no you you're someone who's grieving and you need the space to grieve i can give jackie all the space in the world to grieve she was also a horrible person and one does not one does not forgive the other because that horribleness needs to be in you at some point or that yes. something, some, the thing that bugs me on all of these shows and we could go on and on about this forever. At some point we should probably wrap up. But when these people are like, it was the edit that got me. I'm like, but you said the words, those right. words came out of your mouth. And you know, in the intimate moments of my life, my husband and I can make some really awesome, the wall jokes and things that we would never want anyone else in the world to hear sure for fear of what they would think about us who are too genuinely very good people right but that's Mostly that's what things. that's what intimacy that, is and that's what allows but these people say these things on camera and then they get pissed that someone's calling them out for saying it and i'm like no sorry and she's terrible to marshall she was terrible um I'm not a huge fan of Marshall. I'm a fan of Marshall at the reunion. Yeah. Uh, and and the many sorrows of his changing face. Uh as <laughs> as <laughs> I'm sure that's I'm sure that's what uh Yates meant in, in that poem. Yes, um, yes. I'm sure that's what he was describing. Uh no, I think he was the only one who who could actually kind of go toe-to-toe with Vanessa Lachey without losing his mind i mean paul yeah. was very good to, they, they both handled vanessa's uh harpy like screeching yeah um in a very calm cool collected way 
I I don't I I couldn't tell you what I dislike about Marshall. All I can say is that it was confirmed when he said that that he saw Jackie as a project. Yeah, I was like, uh, oh. you need to stay far away from men like that. I also don't know that. I, I guess that Marshall, the fact that he has close friendships with the other male castmates is was of interest to me. Mm-hmm. Um, only Particularly because, his relationship again, with Brett. It seems so genuine. Yes, and exactly. so lovely. And I guess I don't... What rang false with me was... I mean, like I said, I didn't like him in the pods. I didn't like him with Jackie. I'm not saying that excuses any of what she said or did, but I I didn't like them as a couple, and um, I didn't like... Yeah, I... I I didn't like their dynamic and I didn't like what that perhaps brought out in him. I yeah. think he thinks he's a 10 out of 10 needs no improvement. A star. I think in reality, he needs to, I think in reality, he needs to think about um, his motivations for putting on a Cape and, yeah trying to be captain save a hoe like i i i have deep suspicions uh about men like that i don't like them yeah. um and it never ends up being good and 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 even if you think that someone like that is going to be good to you it's not going to last and it's going to be conditional yep. and that's not the kind of relationship anyone wants to be in nope um no. Yeah, he's, he, I think he'll figure it out. Um, I think there's enough there, there that he'll figure that out. Josh, on the other hand, is never going to figure it out. No, Josh is, I don't even want to, I feel like calling him a fuck boy would be. An insult to fuck boys? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He's just, like, I remember. Did you watch Jersey Shore at all? I never did. I never did. Thank I, God. I, I mean, I'm sorry. It. I mean, whatever. The right answer to that. Is. No, no. I, <laughs> I, I'm only referencing it because, uh, and I didn't, I, I didn't watch loads of it either. Like I, w- I wasn't a super fan. I would catch it every now and then if it was repeating on MTV. Um, but they had this expression. <laughs> called uh committing a robbery okay which is when you're in the club and you like i guess are talking to a girl and you leave to get a drink or go to the bathroom or something and some other guy swoops in and quote unquote steals her that's committing a robbery okay um he did that I think Josh committed a robbery and I think, and like keeping, I'm sorry, keeping the ring is disgusting. Well, here's the thing that's um, interesting. Like they don't pay for the ring production. Sure. Done. So that, that made it a little bit different. I, I think it was disgusting to keep the ring too. Um, I think everything about that Josh and 
Jackie is gross. And I don't know. They're together. They may, maybe they deserve each other. They, I don't even know if they deserve each other. They're both terrible. I don't know if I would find either of them on each other. I, what I didn't understand was, um, like, I'm going to need a very good reason for why they didn't go there in person. Yeah. I think if I, you I think... don't sh- show up to something like that, then that should be a breach of contract unless you have a very good reason. I don't understand why they were given uh, protection uh, asylum under the Lachey Act of 2023, <laughs> Section 7. <laughs> Part B, subclause 4. Part B. I, I don't think they trusted her to be on that stage. I think that's what it boils down to. That makes sense. That makes total sense. Um, Only because it's come up frequently enough that I I think it's fine to talk about because everybody's putting this out there. Um, What's your take on... Actually, let me... Let me ask you this because I I don't I have absolutely no clarity on this topic. I I okay. don't understand. So in terms of the intimacy between Marshall and Jackie, yes. did they have sex because my understanding is that she had a yeast infection or what oh gosh what's referred to as thrush in in the UK um and I imagine some other places um, but did, did they ever have sex? Because she said to him at one point, we, we don't, don't have, have sex. sex. I think they did in Mexico. My guess is they probably did once or twice. Um, I think if, if they did, assuming that they did, I think the sex she prefers is probably different than the sex he prefers. And right. I think she might have judged him for that. Um, and I have no problem with whatever sex people prefer, as long as everybody involved is happy and consenting, you do whatever you want. As long as everyone's an adult, happy and consenting, you do whatever you want. I think they had very different ideas of that. I think she's a, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it sounded to me like she wanted way rougher, less intimate sex. Less, yeah. I, not that rough sex can't be intimate, but less sweet you know i feel like there's a difference between making sweet love and you know banging your brains out those are two different experiences both are great in their own way yes i I agree he was more of the make sweet love and she was more of the bang your brains out and if you you have to bridge that gap for everyone to be happy if those things are important to you right which i gather you know, they are. I mean, I, I think I don't really understand people for whom sex is not an important factor in their relationship. It's, right. it, that's not a judgment. It's just yeah. when you are, when someone is unable to build intimacy in that way, and that's the only way that they can enjoy sex and, and they haven't built intimacy in a, in sort of a parallel way that would allow them to trust the person that they're with to, to have rough sex, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, You, you have to be 
you have to be damaged. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. No, that's, I've had similar experiences and I understand completely what you're saying. And I think, I think Jackie needs a lot of help in a lot of parts of her life and not to, to pull a sincere Sean Robinson. I do wish her well. I, I hope, I hope whatever it is that is troubling her, consuming her, perplexing her, influence, whatevering her, she can work through. But she was not in a place to be on a show like this, and she treated people terribly in that process. And she continues to treat people yeah, she terribly. Does. She's she's and clearly not fixing any of this yet. No, I, I and I think your response to somebody uh there is a british youtuber whose whose name i've forgotten and i am sorry for that because he has he has gone into this pretty deep and and done a lot of work on this topic um but when he when he dropped the the leaked homophobic text thread yeah uh her immediate response was well well wait until you hear what marshall said about me wait until you hear the the slur right. that and to just have that immediate response i there has amanda there has to be something in between oh don't come at me i'm mentally ill right uh and and I, I'm mentally ill. No, I'm mentally ill, but I take full responsibility and accountability except for the parts of my actions that were induced by this mental illness that I have, right? And uh, I will never apologize. I will complain without explaining. I will not justify any of my behavior. Like, where, why... Why is there not a single person who can say, <laughs> who can say, yeah, I was really shitty. Yep. And I take responsibility for that without qualification. Yeah. I made a mistake and I'm sorry. It's just, I don't know why that's so hard for people to do, but it is. I don't either. I don't either. I don't understand why everything has to be justified between layers and layers and layers. And again, if we can't have that kind of transparency, particularly in a reunion where where people aren't like, you know, that on the 90 day reunions, the minute somebody opens their mouth about this or that producer or this or that aspect of production, all the cameras go dark. Right. Oh, yeah. We cut the mic. I watch people. Exactly. It will never happen. You will never see it. That's why we don't have love after lockup reunions, right? (laughs) Because that you you can't contain anybody who's on that show, right? Um, It's just not going to happen, and that's why we love them. But under these circumstances, under this umbrella, we need to drop that. We need to drop. The deflections, we need to drop the qualifications, we need to drop the dishonesty, and we need to be fair. And that might just be my neurodivergent brain with my very black and white sense of of what is fair, what is not, but that is, um, 
I feel like we're owed that as the audience. I agree. And I think we should start where we began, which is saying that Vanessa Lachey was in no position to host this reunion. She obviously didn't watch the same show that we all watched. If she wa- yeah. if she bothered to watch it at all, which to some people, you know, she might not have. Right. She might have been too worried that her ovaries would be triggered. <laughs> With all of these happy um, people, why aren't they having babies? Babies, babies, babies. Yeah. I don't know I don't where know. that comes from. Like, you get that, right? I do. As someone who wanted children and didn't wind up having biological children, though I have a, a wonderful stepson who I feel very similarly as the way you feel about Alfie, it's all... I, I get to experience motherhood in a way without being a mother. All of those things are true. If I could have done my life differently, would I have had a baby? Yes. If I had had a baby, would my life be as great as it is right now? It would be very different. Not better, not worse, just different. And that's okay. And the thing that really annoys me is anytime that I express regret over not having had children, people immediately are like, oh my God, you must not be able to get out of bed every day. And I'm so sorry you're living with this deep, you know, chasm of regret. I'm like, I'm not. I'm very happy. I also wish this thing had happened, but I'm happy with the things that have been able to happen because it didn't happen. Like, we could all live 17 yes. different lives. One, one is not necessarily better than the other. It's just right. different. And, and different isn't bad for, or good. It's just different. Thank you for saying that. And thank you for sharing what is such a personal experience and something that I think we don't talk about enough openly as women. Yeah, we could go on about that for an extra hour. But I will say, in closing... And I think you'll support me in this, Amanda. To Vanessa Lachey specifically, you are discounting people who are struggling with infertility, people who have frozen their eggs because they want to have an option in the future that they don't have in the present. And more Um, than that, a family doesn't need a baby to be a family. Yes, that was my final point. A, a baby, baby is not what what makes a family a family. Right. I have a lot of family in my life, none of whom I'm biologically related to, and they are still my family. And if you say otherwise, you can go pound sand. I really like that expression. Yeah. A nice way of saying to go fuck yourself. But... <laughs> Try to be a little kinder. Um, and of course... Bartiz can go stand in the trash. I don't care. You can about stand him. in the trash with that baby, Bartiz. It's not going to make me like you anymore. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Done with you him. You know, if anything, the question to him should have been Was that the, uh, so was, was that the, the mother woman of you went that, on the date with the day after? Was that A, was that the woman you went on the date with the day after? B, had that woman already had her chance, her one chance to have an abortion that that she's meant to be? Do you remember that whole diatribe he made about, you know, you get one chance to be careless? Yes. So, um, yeah, yeah, go stand in the trash, Bartiz. Stand in there forever. No, Have 10 more babies. They can stand in the trash with you. Yes. Hopefully they'll crawl out of there themselves because they'll realize what a terrible Trash person, person you are. are. <laughs> and 
And on that note, my friend. <laughs> and on that note, my friend, thank you so much for your time and your patience you with the technical difficulties. It is a pleasure to speak to you as always. We will be coming back with Nexium, but we wanted to, because there's lots of new developments there, um, that we wanted to get this one out sooner. And again, I, I know that, uh, you know, Robin and I made a mistake in not covering Love is Blind this year. I don't think we're going to repeat that after this year because it was so So good. good. And Amanda, I'm so glad you were here to break it down with me. Me too, my Um, dear. You know, you're my good friend online and, and offline as it were, and your input and your, your presence has made this, has given me a, a, a real big old oxytocin hit. So Good. me too. And now I'm going to go a, look at sex, sex workers in Amsterdam or something or whatever else. Take you do in photos, Amsterdam. post them in the group as long as it doesn't <laughs> get you banned from Facebook. Okay. I will do what I can. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Friend. This was wonderful. All right. Thanks a lot. I'm just seeing your message now. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. okay. (laughs) I hope I'm not making you late for anything. No, poor Todd is downstairs. He's like, are you done yet? Are you done yet? Oh, God bless him. Let me go save him. All right. Okay. Okay, Take care. Uh, See you soon, everybody. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.